What's up, guys? Cody Wilson here for the Kayfabe Report Podcast. This week, we are doing the review of Fastlane and WrestleMania 2000. Uh, both shows were not the best, in my opinion, but we will talk about those when we get to them. Um, also, Rhea Ripley challenges Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship with no notice whatsoever. Fantastic. And the Fiend came back, and we will talk about that and the design and everything. That and more here on the podcast. What's up, Matt? How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you, Cody? I'm doing fan-freaking-tastic. We're going to get right into it, and we're going to go straight to the Fastlane pay-per-view review. Um, I did not care for the pre-show. I didn't care for the kickoff at all. Uh, the U.S. title match was a give-me, and then Retribution just imploded in and on itself. Yeah, that's. I'm glad that that happened that way. I mean, do you think they're just going to go back to their normal characters, or do you think they're going to try to keep these characters and all be single, individual people? Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think that the two big guys there, I forget their names. T-Bar and um, whatever. Yeah, I think the two big aggressive guys that chokeslammed Mustafa... Um, I think that those two stay together as a tag team. That would be cool. I think they'd be a um, dominant tag team. They'd be a pretty obviously, decent one. Yeah, they they look cool. They've got chemistry, and then that could be good. I think uh, Mustafa or Mustafa, whatever you want to call him, um, obviously goes on his own because they don't want to be anything anywhere around him. And uh, the other ones, um. Uh, the girl there, she's that's not really who she is anyway. So she can go back to her old character anyway. <laughs> um, what's her what's what's her last name? Yim. It's like Mia Yim, and it's going Something. to be Mia Lee in a yeah. few short months here because her okay. and Keith Lee are in a relationship, and they uh, she, he proposed to her. Yes. So she'll go on her own. She won't be that character anymore um in my opinion and then the other little guy with the freaking jason mask or whatever slapjack or something i don't i don't even know if he'll end up doing anything but that's okay i'm glad to see them implode and i'm glad to see my stoner boy there riddle (laughs) go on to ride around on a scooter nothing wrong with that not at all so then we go into the actual fast lane pay-per-view itself and it's going to be the boss, Sasha Banks, going tagging with the EST of WWE, uh, Bianca Belair versus Nia Jax and Baszler with Reginald in their corner. Mm-hmm. This match sucked. I called it from the beginning. I agree. <laughs> um, there was no need for this match. If you needed to turn Sasha heel, do it on SmackDown from like. Build the fucking match more. 
uh, right. This match sucked. Like I I don't know I don't know what the what else to say about it. I think it's going to be the most common theme of the night is us talking about things that suck. Um, I mean, there are. Uh, well, I'll say this because there are some shining moments in both pay per views, but god damn, did it get drugged down by a lot of shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, let's just say a third, a third of Fastlane and a third of WrestleMania 2000 that we're going to review. I would say a third of them were worthy of me actually paying attention to the match. Correct. The rest of it, the rest of it was a snooze fest for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, ending of the match, I I don't remember exactly what happened. It was, uh, who was it? Shayna in the bank statement. And Bianca was going to stop Nia, but Nia pushed Bianca into Sasha which then caused mm-hmm. a roll-up, I think, on fucking Sasha Banks. But well, yeah, because they they were they were bitching. Right, right, right. Sasha was bitching that she she messed it up, and then right, she says, "I'll do it myself" or whatever, and then she got rolled up and she lost. Right. Um, Just like she's gonna lose at WrestleMania to the EST of WWE. I don't. I finally understood what that gimmick meant <laughs> when Michael Cole was going through it on commentary that night, and I'm like, "What? What?" I never understood what the EST of WWE meant. And then he's like, "The strongest, the fastest, the brave." Like, oh, she's literally the ending three letters of every word. Fantastic. Right. And she's going to put the EST in WrestleMania. Which there's... There is WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking got me, dude. Come on Don't now. do that shit. I'm not just going to say... <laughs> Anyways, she's definitely winning at Mania. That, that was a wasted match. It, we talked was, about that when we were predicting the show. The, the show lasted no yeah. more than fucking two hours no two and a half hours mm-hmm. Aye. next match Cruz versus Big E and goddamn, I don't know if Cruz's accent is his actual accent and he knows how to speak perfect English or he is trying really fucking hard with an Ugandan accent which I fucking called it was mm-hmm. an African fucking gimmick Mm-hmm. I will say this though. I think it's trash, but I think the accent sucks. But the match was amazing. This was a hard-packed, fought, mm-hmm. fast-paced match. It was fantastic. The, right away with the spear on the outside, the cruise that was cool. Biggie doing mm-hmm. the splashes on the apron. Like God damn! And the fact that he did two. I thought on the second one he was gonna like roll out of the way. And then, you know, not be able to wrestle for a little bit. But, you know, it really showed. It just sucks. It sucks how they. How the match ended. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I can understand the dusty finish, and that it, for those of you who don't know what that means, Dusty Rhodes was known for doing like weird finishes that came out of left field. That one did come out of left field, I will say, but it did make sense to a point that Big E got his shoulders up while Cruz still got pinned. Well, to end it, I hate, I like you called it pretty good, the dusty finish. I just like clear, evident winners and... It's funny because we talked about this in this match, and then when we talked about WrestleMania 2000, there was a fucking stupid finish. So Not going there. Uh, I think I know which one you're just, talking about. <laughs> it, just, it just sucks, man, because now, you know, we're going to go to Mania, and we're going to watch the same match over again, probably. And that's it's just annoying to me. The same match is over I and over I feel and over like again. there's going to be a stipulation on this one, though. Correct me if I'm wrong. But it I, doesn't matter to me. I'm going to say the, it's going to be a last man standing match people. between the two of them. That'd be cool, but a ladder match would be better. I would not want to see a ladder match between two jacked up dudes. I would. They'll hurt each other with At, the ladder. Athletically, that might look a, appealing, but. When it comes down to it, it might not look all that good when it's all said and done. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, I mean, I guess only time will tell. Yeah. Uh, also, next match. Speaking of WrestleMania, um, <laughs> my prediction just keeps on coming true and true and true and true. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman at WrestleMania will be fucking happening. Yep, that's that's where Shane McMahon goes to die right there. <laughs> I can't wait to whatever. We might as well have a funeral for him. I'm okay with Strowman getting either to- or tossing him off something or fucking Shane jumping on the Strowman off of something high. Either way, Shane's gonna get himself. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. So McMahon fakes an injury. Gets Elias to take his place. I'll say this. Elias did his work. He put his working boots on that night. He fucking was scared shitless. He didn't want to do it. Do not blame him whatsoever. It was a good match for what it was. Oh, yeah. Amazing match. Yeah, for what it was, it was a good match. Strowman wins. Wants Shane. You know... Tail is old as time. He's going to get his win at WrestleMania over Shane McMahon, which makes no sense because he doesn't need to be in a fucking match with Shane McMahon. But neither here nor there. Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I did not know this match was happening on Fastlane. No, I didn't know that either until right when it was going to start. Right, and I'm just like... Why is this match happening? Oh, Shinsuke's going to, you know, uh, defend his friend's honor in Cesaro. Which is all fine and dandy. Yep. Honestly, this match was okay. I'm not a huge Seth Rollins fan, but he... No, I was thinking 
that I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, for some reason, it might just be because of my service over here <laughs> that I didn't catch what you were saying. Oh, no, there. I just said I was a big Seth Rollins fan, and you were going to continue on with what you were saying. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a Seth Rollins fan, too. I have a couple of his shirts, and I I just I like the way he works. I'd say he's sort of a, um, a modern-day or current-time Shawn Michaels. Like, he puts it all on the line, and he, he does very well. How dare you? He's good on the mic. He's very physically, <laughs> he's very physically entertaining, and in his prime versus Shawn Michaels in his prime, Shawn Seth Michaels Rollins has win. his ass. So I'll even add. No, I'll add to that player for you and let you know that Seth would beat him twice <laughs> back to back. But Seth, uh, I was kind of hoping that whoever won that match was like going to go towards the one of the lower card belts whether they jumped different brands or whatever they stayed on their brand but that would be i'm not sure where they're going with this whole seth thing right now it's gonna be seth versus cesaro at wrestlemania that's what they're doing it's it's gonna be like a it's gonna be like what happened last year with kevin owens it's gonna be just a normal match that uh you know will probably be pretty decent because of who's in it With nothing, no, no ifs, ands, or buts, no stipulations, no, you know, if you win, you get this, nothing. It's just a match. Yeah, because they're building a story between him and Cesaro that Cesaro uh, defied him when he came back and, you know, said that he should have followed the light and, you know, it's, it's one of those like preachy things that Rollins is doing to get followers or groupies or whatever you want to call it. But all in all, because of who was in the match, oh, wow. I'm I was perfectly fine with it. It it was a it was a really decent match. I I was entertained entertained by it. Oh yeah, anytime Seth Rollins or Shinsuke are in a match, that's definitely got my attention oh, for yeah. sure. Uh, next match on the card: Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus in a no holds barred match for absolutely nothing, just to beat the piss out of each other. Uh, first thing right off the bat, I hated the face paint. I thought that was stupid. It was different. I thought they were both going to come out with different face paint. And then when it was only McIntyre, I was like, uh, okay. Like, I don't understand. He never has that. So, right. That's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, why gimmick him up more? Than what he already is. He already has the fucking kilt. He already has the sword. And now you give him the fucking Highlander paint? Really? Right. Yeah, I didn't really agree with it either. But, oh well. Good lord. Uh, I will say... He still showed up and... Oh, they both put their fucking... They took their fucking work boots on... These guys strapped them in hard. They were fucking going at each other like they they just were going to kill each other. Jesus Christ. Fucking throw Seamus through the fucking screen boards. Fucking got those all sparking flying. 
the uh, air raid through the announce table. That was pretty neat. I mean, shit, they, uh, they fucking went hard. Those kendo stick shots were probably the worst part of that match, I would think. What do you think, Matt? I think I'm having connection issues, but, well, I, I'm definitely, so to anybody who's listening to the podcast, I'm listening and I'm replying to Cody, but right now I'm having very bad connection issues with the internet. But as far as McIntyre and Sheamus go, they performed a match of main event quality as if there was a title on the line in the main event. Like, these guys went at it. And uh, I really wish this would have been a number one contenders match. I really, really do. I wish they wouldn't have just said that McIntyre was going to Mania. Uh, against Lashley, I wish this would have been number one contenders, but it was worthy of a main event. It was that high quality for me. So do you think this should have been the main event compared to what we actually got for the main event? Well... The main event was good. The main event was good. Um, but obviously, it got messed up just like you said it was going to. Um, if McIntyre versus Sheamus was a number one contendership, then yes, that should have been the main event because they put that on that high quality of a match. Okay. But I won't say that it that it should have been the main event. It, it should have been the main event if it was number one contenders. Okay. No, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, I I really love the brutality in this match. It was very well done. Uh, these guys really, like I said, put their working boots on and they went fucking went to town. Right. Um. Yeah. It. So. Uh. Yeah. Jesus. And then after that, <laughs> we get. Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. I don't know about you, <laughs> but goddamn, was this fucking cool? Yeah, no, it was. I like the way that they did it. I thought they were going to do it cinematic, like you had um, suggested, but. For what it was, it was good for sure, and obviously we got to see our boy the fiend back. So, oh yeah, and so quick recap of the match: it was it was a cinematic match to a point. It wasn't like the the film style of a cinematic match, but it was a cinematic match nonetheless. They did the fu- they did a shitload of fire spots. They did Alexa Bliss just toying with Randy Orton, which was funnier than hell. Uh, a fireball spot. Uh, what else? Yeah. And then Orton's finally going to get Alexa. And then you see this burnt hand come out of the ring. 
Holy shit. This this was probably like the coolest part of the pay-per-view itself. Oh yeah, he they I was hoping that they were going to do something like this and the fiend looks awesome. Oh, this is the best makeup WWE has ever done, period. The costume, head to toe, fucking perfect. Yeah, it, uh, wow. It, uh, (laughs) it must suck, though, for Bray. Being in that fucking suit the entire time. I would not want to be in any kind of suit. You know, or under the ring or whatever. I wouldn't want to be in any kind of a suit like that spend an amount of time. Oh, yeah. that. So kudos to him for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. That was probably... So, and if you weren't paying attention on social media, folks, uh, Randy Orton's wife did not like the way that match ended for one reason and one reason only. The way Alexa Bliss pinned Orton. Oh, the way she straddled him? Yeah. I thought it was nice. Of course you would, you sick fuck. (laughs) Because you're, you're probably... It's Alexa Bliss, you, come on. You, amongst every other person in the fucking WWE Universe, was probably imagining it was them being straddled by Alexa Bliss. Nah, she's a little too short for me, but... Well, at least you have a, a fucking line of where you stop. There's a plus. <laughs> And I do believe the last match is the main event, right? After the Orton-Bliss match? Um, I do believe. Okay. So, which I didn't know this was part of the match. Edge was a special enforcer because he won Friday night on SmackDown. It was either going to be him or Jey Uso. Right. So... Right there confirmed my suspicion that Edge is going to be the reason why this match is now going to be a triple threat match. Mm-hmm. And now, we have this match, and I'm sorry, I don't know why. I love Daniel Bryan. I love this new incarnation of Roman Reigns. I hated this match until the last ten minutes. I liked it. I think they did good. It was so slow, so methodical. So this reminded me of a Triple H match. So bad. And it had his fingerprints all fucking over it. Well, Triple H is one of the best of all times. Okay, don't you start your shit now. (laughs) 
It's all about the game and how you play it, but move along. Yeah, well, there's cheat codes for the game, and he can get fucking played. It... <laughs> <laughs> it, it just... Like, the last ten minutes of the match was pretty much cool. Because you had to get fast-paced, get you had some finishes going, then you really had to start believing people that he was not going to lose, and, you know, Brian was going to win the championship. Then the ref bump. And I'm like, okay, cool, so Edge is going to come in and try to be biased. Or not biased, he's going to try to play it fair. And then fucking all hell broke loose. Brian's got Roman in the should have seen it coming yeah well I didn't see this part coming he has him in the little bell lock Edge is looking at him ready to see if he's gonna tap Jey Uso comes out of fucking nowhere super kicks Edge super kicks Brian and oh god then Jay comes in with a chair he gets a knee to the face for his troubles he's now subsided Reigns goes for a Superman punch. Gets caught again in the fucking LaBelle lock. And, like, does this wimpy little, like, golf tap, tap out with the fingertips. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) And I'm just waiting for Edge to come in and call the match. But no asshole decides to fucking just screw both of them. Chair shots for all. And then Roman, like, shakingly, like he just got done with electroshock therapy, crawls over the Brian and fucking pins him one, two, three. Yeah. I'm like, what the what the fuck so, just happened? I think that this is and I didn't like the finish, but I think it's the better finish that they could have done. Because let's just say he would have saw Roman tapping like a little girl and Daniel's the champion. Now Roman's going to cry and get his way into the mania match. But with this mistake of edge, now Daniel has an actual legitimate gripe because he should have won the match, but edge interfered. He wasn't an enforcer. He interfered and hurt both of them. Therefore, Daniel should have another shot. Well, they could have just gone with what I fucking said and be, you know, predictable, and it would have been okay. Fucking either spear Reigns and get disqualified, or spear Brian and have Reigns pin Brian. The the latter of the two actually still happened, but he didn't spear him. He just fucking gave them both chair shots and watched Reigns pin Brian. Right. It was like it, it made Edge to look to be an asshole, which made no mm-hmm. sense character wise. I get that he's like is focused on the championship. I get that, but you didn't want Rain. You didn't really want Reigns to win, but you didn't want Brian to win. So you could have just been completely unbiased and still called the match not lose your fucking temper as fast as you did and screw Brian out of the title well I guess we'll find out on Friday 
Oh, there's no need. It's already official. What's gonna happen? They fucking I mean, the the day after Monday night they fucking make it a triple threat match. Mm. They just they just fucking blew the wallet on that one. They didn't even fucking hold it in. Why don't they wait until the actual fucking show? Why are they letting stuff out? Because the they have show? three weeks of build left. They fucked themselves into a corner. We have two nights of mania. Well, they to better build. make WrestleMania good because yeah. They have two nights of build to go. They only have enough matches to fill half a night. Yeah, they better be good. They better be good. So, if memory... Let's see if I can remember all the matches that have so far been confirmed. Confirmed. That are actually going to happen. Edge reigns Bryan for the Universal title. McIntyre Lashley for the WWE title. Bianca Belair and Sasha Hold Banks. Hold on now. What day do you think uh, the Universal Championship is? Saturday or Sunday? Hmm. That is because that's the main event of WrestleMania. Supposedly. That should be Sunday then. Here's the way I look at it. But the WWE Championship's the main, the main title. So right, and this is this is how I'm going to look at it. Now, because main WrestleMania is two nights, there are now two main events. So, Which one's more important, though? Because Sunday's the main day for everybody. It, it doesn't really matter because everybody thought the Boneyard match was like the. The great part of night one, it ended night one on a high note. True. True. So. You got to keep us wanting more. Right. So you either put the WWE Championship on last Saturday or you put it on Sunday. And whatever day you decide to put the WWE Championship on, that's the day the Universal Championship goes on. So. If. In my opinion, the Universal Championship should main event night one, and then the WWE Championship should main event night two. I'm down with that. The way I think they really should fucking do it is all the undercard storylines that have no title implications whatsoever, or any match stipulations or blood feuds that end at WrestleMania or begin at WrestleMania start at night one, and then every championship match should be on night two. That would be cool, but it would upset people who purchase tickets for only one of the days, and they happen to, don't they don't get to see any championship matches if they go Saturday. Sorry. That's why you should buy both. I'm going to both days. That's why you so. should buy tickets for both days. Yeah, I'm going to both, so it doesn't Good for matter. you, man. Are you going to the Raw after, or no? Or no, they don't, they're do not they not doing that, are they? No, I don't think they are, but no, I'm, I'll am i be driving home on Monday. You poor bastard. <laughs> Road trip. And you're going to work Tuesday morning, or no? 
Um, it all depends on how the drive goes, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, but yeah, Fastlane was shit for a couple high spots. I mean, out of ten, what would you rate it, Matt? Six and a half. I'm giving it a four. Wow, you're harsh. <laughs> and, and here's my reasoning behind it. Cruz and Biggie was good, but not like that good. It was like a five six match. Rollin Shinsuke was a five six match. Bliss Orton brought the pay per view up from a three to a four. Seamus Drew was nothing more than a hard-hitting match between two friends who were going to hit each other hard anyways. And the women's tag team match meant fucking nothing. Yeah. I hear where you're at. I think that four is pretty pretty low, but... Hey, and... Of course, I'm only giving them a six and a half, so... (laughs) Right, you're you're giving them pretty much... Uh, better than passing. You're giving them a 65%. Yeah, pretty you're much. Giving, you're giving them a just pass grade, which, you know, was my entire life in high school. But, it, <laughs> I mean, the Strowman Elias match was a fucking impromptu match, so that sucked. Um, right. Yeah, Rollins Shinsuke was a complete surprise to me. The women, like I said, women's tag team did not need to happen. Like top right. top three matches of the night were Cruz and Big E, Drew and Sheamus, and Bliss and Orton. Yeah. So I, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I agree with that. I couldn't do it. I enjoyed the main event myself, except for how it ended. I know that you thought it was slow and methodical, oh my God, but it was so I think slow. That it, I was, you know, I was, I hate to say this, I was almost falling asleep to that match, and then the last ten minutes woke me right up. It, uh, it was not the dominating aspect that I thought was going to happen by Roman. Right. You know, like you said, they made us. They made us think that Daniel was actually going to pull it off and then it all got fucked up. So, I mean, I will say that's the positive of having such a drawn out match, but the negative is that it was so drawn out to where you got to the high part of the match. I was like, I was almost tired. (laughs) Like, fuck. Uh, Before we get into WrestleMania 2000, uh, I just want to do a couple news things here, uh, and I want to get Matt's take on a couple things. What is your take on Andrade finally getting released by the company? I didn't. I didn't hear what you oh, said. No, my my phone's jacked fine. up. I said, uh, "How do you feel about Andrade finally being released from the WWE?" <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know until right now. Really? Um, 
No, I'm serious. That's why I don't know what to say. Um, man, he had potential. Oh yeah. I, I, I'm not sure what to say. I, I did not like him. Right. I didn't like him, but the dude has extreme potential. He's a, he's a very good athlete. I, Wow. So here's apparently he asked for it and then it got turned down. And rumor has it is that um Charlotte said she would leave if they didn't grant Andrade his release. Jeepers. Yeah, and, you know, I call bullshit on that because there's no reason. I mean, I get that they're fucking. I do. But yes, just, they are. Just like the way I just pointed that out, right? You're just like, why would he yeah, put it that way? Very blunt about that. Look, they're fucking. Uh, uh, uh. That's what he's doing. They are fucking. Um, and it was weird that, um, that they just. Uh, gave him the release during the fast lane pay per view. I was like, "Why?" Yeah, that's that's pretty extreme. Um, yeah, it was just like, okay, cool, that was retarded, but it so. I guess the original plan for Charlotte was headed into WrestleMania with a feud against Lacey Evans for the title. And we all know that got fucked up at Elimination Chamber when she announces she's pregnant. And then, you know, can't do anything after that. Um. Hey, I'll be I'll be right back. Talk yeah, about that for a minute. Not a problem. It, yeah, it just uh. So apparently, uh, Charlotte had been away from Raw due to testing positive for COVID, and they removed her from all promotional graphics. WrestleMania thirty seven. And then reported that Flair was removed from advertising as a precautionary measure in case she is not cleared in time to return to storylines for 37. While Flair disclosed the coronavirus diagnosis on Monday, word is is that she actually tested positive before this week, which is why she has missed a few raw episodes. Uh, There's still talk that Flair might make an appearance on Friday's SmackDown and indicated that she may be cleared in a few days before the week is over, which would line up with Friday's SmackDown. Andrade also said he hopes Flair 
back to the graphics. Um, apparently, Ric Flair says that she will be missing 37 altogether. And she will still do a virtual meet and greet. Which is pretty cool. I pretty cool that they're doing that type of stuff. But yeah, there there's a whole bunch of Charlotte, uh, just Charlotte news, and it's it's weird how everything's been going since uh, you know since COVID changed and everything. COVID makes so, people uh, crazy. Yeah, there's that, and you know she's also going to be out for a little bit doing uh walking tall which will be pretty cool for her to do yeah that'll be awesome so are you fucking kidding me Oh boy. So, here we go. <laughs> Fame classes for the next for last year and this year, which will be happening on Friday, the two nights before WrestleMania. Or the yeah. The night before the first night and then two nights before the second night. Batista was part of the 2020 class. He will no longer be a part of the ceremony due to previous obligations. What? Yeah. So Batista will no longer be going into the Hall of Fame this year. He, uh apparently has some sort of previous obligation that he is unable to be a part, but they have promised him that they will induct him into a future ceremony where he will be able to properly thank the fans and the people who made his career possible. Man, you know, it'd be even cooler if this stemmed into a return for him again. No, he's done. I understand that, but it'd still be cool. Because as soon as you think somebody's done for good and then they come back, it makes it even better. Oh, no, he's done for good. The The bright lights of Hollywood have definitely drove him away from wrestling. So, the 2020 class is now headlined by the NWO. The women in tag team criteria have been... Uh, checked marked by the Bella Twins. Foreign check mark Jushin Thunder Liger. Death check mark the British Bulldog. And JBL. I don't know what criteria he really fits, but he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame as well. to be a guy. So there you go. Uh, and the 2021 class includes Eric Bischoff and Molly Holly. And more names to be announced by week's end, probably. Because you only have three weeks until the Hall of Fame is 
you know, here. <laughs> um, let's see here. And last but not least, matches have already been determined what night they will be on for WrestleMania. So, oh, cool. as we were talking about that earlier, I just found this out. Uh, as of this writing, it will be night one. The Miz and John Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. We all fucking knew that was going to happen since Royal Rumble. Fuck you, WWE, and fuck you for fucking with the Miz and the WWE Championship. <laughs> match number two on Saturday night. Uh, SmackDown Women's Title Match. Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. And to probably close the mat, the night out will be the WWE Championship. With Benjamin and Alexander banned from ringside. There's only there's only three matches? On Saturday night, yes. Each match is gonna be an hour I long. I fucking hope not. But we will there will, got, there will be add no, more to it. There will be more, obviously. Uh to end night two, the way you predicted, it will be uh, Edge, Roman, and Brian for the Universal Championship. And then it was announced that Fiend and Orton will be on night two, I think it says here. Yeah. Edge and Orton will be, or Edge and Orton. Um, Orton and Fiend will be on night two of WrestleMania. Uh, other matches to still be announced for what night will be almost an AJ Styles versus the New Day for the Raw Tag Team Championships and Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman with a stipulation to be announced. Oh, I also wanted to get your take on this because... I forgot this was a thing. The hosts of WrestleMania 37, Titus O'Neil and WWE Hall of Famer, the guy who said the N-word on a porn tape, Hulk Hogan. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, I, I was excited about them two being the hosts, but then you just said that he said that on a Do you tape not of- remember this? No, I don't pay attention to that crap. Dude, this wasn't even like WWE like backstage news. This was like pop culture news. Hulk Hogan. So Hulk Hogan's on a sex tape, a cuckold sex tape, which is even better. And <laughs> he was talking about his daughter, about how he didn't want him dating up. And <laughs> then proceeds to fuck his friend's wife. Jesus. It got leaked by Gawker. Hulk Hogan sued Gawker. And Gawker paid out $2.5 million to Hulk Hogan. 
Jeez Louise. No, I didn't know anything about that. Oh, yeah, he was removed. For, for this thing that happened that should never have been leaked on video, he was removed from the Hall of Fame digitally. There was no mention of Hulk Hogan whatsoever on the website. Like, WWE pretty much expunged all Hulk Hogan <laughs> for like two and a half years. Wow. Oh, yeah. It, uh. It was something. Let me tell you. By the way, watch the porn tape. Uh. That myth about steroids and shrinking your dick? Yeah, that's a fucking myth. Going from one myth to another, WrestleMania 2000 is what we will be reviewing next. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, we start out with a, some sort of match. Uh, it was a tag team match between The Godfather and D'Lo Brown versus The Boss Man and Bull Burchill. Yeah. Here's the... This pay-per-view... Go ahead. This whole thing sucked. It just sucked. (laughs) So... I will say this. If you want to look back at a way to make stars, look back at the Attitude Era. Because I don't see stars the way that they were stars then. Now, I know we're in a little bit of a bubble because of the one-year pandemic. But goddamn... You had the Godfather come out and everybody was on to every fucking word he said. Oh, yeah. Same thing with Val Venus. Same thing with... uh, Like, Too Cool and Rikishi. Like, goddamn. Road Dog, X-Pac. They... even if they were heels or baby faces, no matter how it looked, the audience was chanting with them and they were hanging on to every word possible. And it was it, it was just it, it's something that you wouldn't see if there were fans in the audience today, you wouldn't see that today. I think the the last case you saw it with was uh Enzo and Cass. Oh yeah, that was always fun. That was probably the last, last big time you saw somebody actually like have the crowd repeat everything you fucking said. Ugh. We'll say this though, Bull Burchill, fucking. That man did a leaping clothesline like it was nothing, and he's 6'8". <laughs> that was... That's a big boy. That was amazing. The height he got on that leg drop off the top rope? Holy shit. 
But then... Yeah, I mean... Oh, go ahead. It's just... There was a couple decent spots, but to start that match off... I, to start off Mania with that bullcrap... It only goes oh. downhill. <laughs> You're not kidding. There was only two good matches. Mm, three. I counted three. But we'll we'll, you know, talk about which ones we thought were that. Um I mean, the problem was though is that the way the match ended, Ball Birchell was not even the fucking legal man. They didn't they didn't tag out or anything. <laughs> oh my god. And I caught that That's I funny. caught that on the like, I love when that shit happens. He wasn't the legal guy. He didn't tag out. He didn't like what the fuck? Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was just like, what the fuck this match, but there was a worse tag match on the card and we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, next match was the 15 minute hardcore title battle Royal. Why was this a thing? Yeah, I didn't think that this was going to go very well, and it definitely did not. This. It especially made no sense when freaking Taz technically was the champion. He's trying to pin other people. Like, dude, you can't eliminate nobody. Right. You're wasting your energy. Well, the thing was is that JR's even like, he's instinctively doing it. Fuck you. Yeah, he was only saying that to cover their Right, asses. exactly. And it was like, what the hell? Um, but yeah, so there were, what was it, like, eight or nine title changes in that match, none of them officially count, because that was the whole rules of the match. This was the prototype of what would have became the championship scramble match, which was stupid. This match reminds me of the 24-7 championship now. Without the blood and weaponry. Sure, right. Right, but now you can pin, you can pin the 24-7 champion anytime you want, anywhere. So In, that's kind of what this, this 15-minute match reminded me of. <laughs> Correct. Which was fucking stupid. Um, Hardcore Holly <laughs> won this match, which was a botch win because... I was saying... He did not win. No, he won. He won the championship. Technically, it was not a three count. Yeah. A, it wasn't a three count because uh, the referee didn't count all the way to three because he thought that... Because he knew Crash Holly was supposed to kick out and he didn't. So, he finished the count quote-unquote, and gave the belt to Hardcore Holly, and everybody's just like, you can see it in Hardcore's face, and you can see it in Crash's face. This was not supposed to be the finish. No, no, definitely not. The ref didn't even hit the mat the third time. It was all trash. That was a terrible ending. Right. That was bad. But then we go from bad to worse... Which is Al Snow and Steve Blackman, or quote-unquote head cheese, was Chester McCheeserton 
Yes, this was the Attitude Era, not current so wrestling. So stupid. Versus Tess and Albert with Trish Stratus. So stupid. Who were called TNA. Not the wrestling company, just the initials. TNA. <laughs> TNA. Yep. This is how lazy WWE got with tag team names. Well, and also they're doing it that way with Trish saying T and A, talking about that tits was and literally ass. the whole point so when it first started. Yes, <coughs> exactly. Just it was stupid, lame name for a tag team. <laughs> Gotcha, you're going. It was a stupid, lame name for a tag team. (laughs) (laughs) This match sucked ass. I'd rather listen to... Yeah, I would have let her listen to Trish Stratus talk for five minutes instead of... Fuck, I'd let Trish Stratus sit in the middle of the ring with chocolate pudding on her titties, and I'd fucking watch that for five minutes. (laughs) You did have to add the chocolate pudding, didn't you? Good lord. Fuck, I would have rather watched her bark like a dog on live national television again (laughs) stripped into her bra and panties than watch this match again. I agree. As much as that humiliated Trish, this match humiliated the business. Yeah, that that was just junk. It was like, Snow was not selling for shit. Bla- or Steve Blackman wasn't selling for shit. Uh, Test was like the only decent person in this match, and then you had then you have quote unquote Prince Albert, otherwise known as Tensai, to everybody else. Good lord, Lord Tensai, that was a stupid gimmick. He should have fucking. <laughs> it it was a train wreck, a car wreck, and. A fucking clusterfuck all in one. I agree. I didn't like this match whatsoever. I if I had to give if I was Dave Meltzer and I gave this match a rating, it would be negative ten stars. <laughs> Next match after that was the one of the most uh iconic matches in all of WrestleMania. The triple threat tag team ladder match between Edge and Christian, the Dudleys, and the Hardy Boys. Thank God we had this match. Thank God we had this match and a couple other matches, in my opinion. But yeah, this match definitely stole the fucking show. I mean, shit, you had... You have so many different spots. Honestly, I'm not even going to go over it. You guys just go... If if you still have the network, go watch the World Tag Team Championship match, the ladder match in 2000 at WrestleMania. Hands down, top five best ladder matches in the company's history. Correct. Th- this match... If, oh. if any of our listeners, if they haven't watched this match, that's this is like the fourth time I've watched this match. If you haven't watched this match, it's not even fair for us to review it and spoil it for you. It is definitely, by far, one of the best and my favorite matches of all time. Really? Yes. 
I just think the because I I'm a big fan of ladder matches and I love TLC and shit like that. This was just cool, man. This was cool. It was definitely iconic and like you say, <laughs> kind of saved the pay per view. It was definitely the highlight of the pay per view. Oh, without a doubt. This this was the match that went on and went okay. You we have what four more matches, five more matches after this one. Follow it. Follow this match. You won't. And they were right. They weren't following that fucking match. No. But Edge and Christian win the tag team championships for the first time at WrestleMania, which was a huge moment for them. Good for them. And you now you know that young up and comer Edge, twenty one years later. You know, he's going for the Universal Championship. I'm proud of him. You know, fucking deserves it. <laughs> he's going to get, he's going to get beat and he's going to retire after WrestleMania. I'm glad you're proud you of him. You shut it. your whore mouth. And <laughs> <laughs> speaking of whores, what a segue. <laughs> um... Four whores enter a ring with Val Venus as special guest referee. Oh my. Yo, Betty White was like on point. Betty White? Dude, Betty White had more fucking athletic ability in her pinky at this point in her career in 2000 than Mae Young and fucking the fabulous Moolah did. (laughs) Oh my god. I take that back. She had more athleticism in her body than all four women in this match put together. Terry Reynolds. It was quite the uh, This was a stupid fucking 60 second match. That's all this fucking was. I agree. agree. Terry Reynolds does not need to be anywhere near the fucking ring. The cat needed to be nowhere near a fucking wrestling business. She... Came into the wrestling business, started fucking Jerry the King Lawler, got married to Jerry the King Lawler, 2001, loses a match, Jerry Lawler did, in 2001, lost a match so that his quote-unquote wife could join the right to censor. The week at, or the night after that happens, she joins the right to censor. The week after that, she quits. Day after that, Jerry Lawler quits. And then you have Paul Heyman on commentary from fucking March to November. All because Jerry Lawler quit in protest of his wife, which then he then divorced three months later. (laughs) Crazy. The cat has done nothing but horrible shit in the business. I... Am so sad that this match happened. Like this match, this match to me was so sad that I went and donated money to the beaten or the battered women's shelter. <laughs> Good lord! Oh my god! And the whole point of this match, which was a cat fight, by the way. First one to throw your opponent out of the ring, doesn't even have to be over the top fucking rope, out of the ring, wins the match. They couldn't even do this right to the point where they had to fucking cheat to win. What? 
glorious. Oh my god. I'm sorry for going on a small rant there, but fucking Christ, I am thankful, thankful that women's wrestling has evolved in 21 years. Oh, my head hurts. Yeah, nowadays, that none of that stuff would happen nowadays. The, the trash that was on TV for the women's division. Speaking of trash for the women's division, the next match. Um, <laughs> people are going to shit on me. I don't care. I think China was the worst women's wrestler in all of the company's history. That includes the cat and Terry. Oh my god. Next match was Too Cool in China versus the Radicals. And the storyline in this match was is that Eddie was smitten with China. Oh my god, fucking kill me. <laughs> you have Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn, and Eddie Guerrero. Three of the best technical wrestlers in the fucking company at the fucking time. And you have them in a stupid storyline match with two fucking cool and the ninth wonder of the world, China. <laughs> a, China had to go get plastic surgery to look more like a woman. She had to get plastic surgery on her tits to look more like a woman. And it shows when you fucking watch this match back. Oh, God, my head hurts just thinking of this match. Please say something. It's too bad they called her the ninth wonder of the world because they... (laughs) What? I was just about to say, please start saying something before I lose a gasket. (laughs) I just think it's funny that they called her the ninth wonder of the world. It's too bad that they called her that because they could have used that with Nia Jax. No, they just use first man of the world. Yeah, right. That or first solar eclipse every time she. Yeah, no, that was a junk match, though. Jesus. I joking, kid. I am. This is why. This is why everybody has self-esteem issues, Cody. When. <laughs> fucking cry about it. Like, fuck. I'll never meet Nia Jax. She's never going to come and kick my ass, so we're all good. And if people are going to get pissed off you over a fictional character, they really need to fucking just go to fucking school. God damn. Sensitivity training. Sensitive. Fuck that shit. But t- China and Too Cool win the match after a wardrobe malfunction with Eddie and China. He pulled her tights too tight, pulled the strap off the one side. Fucking broke. You could see her thong a mile away. And the fact that she was wearing a thong at all was even surprising. <laughs> and then she power bombs Eddie and gets the pin. Fantastic. Yep. Over. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. 
this is the m second match of the night for me. Was the next one the first and only two out of three falls match that involved two championship titles? Each fall was a deciding championship, and Kurt Angle is the most unlucky fucker in the entire world. I didn't even realize that both championships were going to be involved because I was uh, like fast forwarding to get to the matches, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see that they started they started fighting, so I let the match play, and then it ends for the one title, and then starts right back up for the other title. I'm like, oh, this is different. Yeah. <laughs> so Kurt Angle was the Eurocontinental champion, which is the European and Intercontinental Champion, respectively. And they had a triple threat, two out of three falls match, with the first fall being decided who was going to be the Intercontinental Champion, and then the second fall was going to decide who was going to be the European Champion. The best part of the, this match is, is that Chris Benoit pins Chris Jericho to win the Intercontinental, and Chris Jericho pinned Chris Benoit to become the European champion, which means that Kurt Angle lost two belts with uh, not ever being pinned. <laughs> he has one of the stupidest statistics That's awesome. in wrestling history. Did Kurt Angle go on to win another title shortly after that? Uh, it would be... Uh, shit, I think September... When he would win the WWE Championship that year. So they stripped him of two titles in order to give him the big one. Pretty much, yeah. Like, he he got King of the Ring that year. Uh, WWE Championship that year. The Intercontinental and the European Championship. Yeah. He, he did a lot. In just his rookie year. Damn. Yeah. But, I mean, the match was phenomenal. Good for I thought I thought it was a good technical match between the three of them. It's like, sometimes you watch a triple threat match, it's a fucking clusterfuck. These guys knew how to make it stay in sync the entire time, which was good to watch. Yeah, they did a great job. Um... I don't want to talk about this match because I just want to talk about the ending of this match, but Kane and Rikishi defeat Road Dog and X-Pac because, yes, I guess. Um, but I want to talk about the uh, the aftermath of this match because I can care less about what happened in it because it was a continuation storyline of the Kane, Tori, and X-Pac slug triangle, which was stupid. I didn't care for it anyways. But again, back to my point at the beginning of right. when we were doing the review, Road Dog doing his thing, and every he's supposed to be the bad guy in this match, but everybody's repeating everything he fucking says. It's like, how do you, how do, you do something like that, you know? But... No, for real. <laughs> yeah. So the ending of the, the aftermath of this match is the San Diego chicken comes out and dances with Rikishi and Too Cool. 
And everybody thinks that it's going to be Pete Rose underneath the costume. Well, it wasn't Pete Rose underneath the costume. It was Pete Rose coming up from behind with a baseball bat and getting a choke slam for his trouble. And a stink face. <laughs> now, Matt... And the Rikishi yeah, stink face. And Matt, you probably don't know the history behind this because, like they said on commentary, this is the third time that Pete Rose and Kane have been together at a WrestleMania, or the third year in a row. So, WrestleMania 14, they uh, had Pete Rose, they were going to have Pete Rose ring announce the Kane-Undertaker match, but he started coming out and doing bad jokes to the Boston crowd, as he was a, I think he was a, a Yankees player or whatever, and so they put a Yankees player out and be a heel when it's going to be Kane's WrestleMania debut against his quote-unquote brother, The Undertaker. And they're going to have the heel become babyface for about a split five seconds and tombstone Pete Rose in the middle of the ring. <laughs> then the next year, Kane is a babyface, but the mascot whatever city they were in they were in uh philly so i don't know what baseball mascot it was but he comes out in that mascot uniform and tries to beat up kane he got his shit knocked in second year in a row got another tombstone And then this year, they did a three-peat with Pete for no reason whatsoever, just to have a three-peat with Pete. <laughs> Pete and repeat fall down the hill. Pretty much. Pete gets up. Who's left? <laughs> repeat. <laughs> Pete and repeat fell down a hill. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. And then the... Huge main event of the night, the Fatal 4-Way Elimination WWE Championship main event with a McMahon in every fucking corner. Triple H with Stephanie McMahon, The Rock with Vince McMahon, Mick Foley with Linda McMahon, and Big Show with Shane McMahon in the WWE Championship match. If you did not need to have another reason to have McMahon family drama, this was it. What were your thoughts on this match? <laughs> um, well, overall, I liked this match. Um, it was uh, a slobber knocker, so to speak. I mean, they all over the place, yeah. all over the place. And it just gave fuel to the fire of, you know, how uh, McMahon always says, like, Brett screwed Brett and whoever, you know, the, the guys screw themselves when he's the one that's always screwing people over. Right. And there he was again, screwing people over at the end. So Yeah, he was. But we'll talk about a little bit of the match. It, so at first, all three of them gang up on Big Show, which makes the most sense. Yep. Then they're, uh, then they eliminate Big Show. Then it's Mick Foley and Triple H, an unholy union, teaming against The Rock. 
And then you have Foley and Rock teaming against Triple H. And then you have The Rock and Triple H looking like they're going to form against Foley, but then The Rock just turns on Triple H and fucking starts beating on him. Which, which mm-hmm. was funny. And then... Then you have Mick Foley get eliminated. And it was like, that was supposed to be... Like, the month before... In the Hell in a Cell match with Triple H was supposed to be the send off, and Vince felt so bad that Mick never got a main event opportunity at WrestleMania, that he brought him back for one more match. I was like, "Why? What the hmm. fuck was the point?" And then, what else was it? Then after fully left, it was Triple H versus The Rock for a long while. Long while. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. 15 minutes, at oh, least. easily. And then... Maybe not. Maybe not quite 15, oh, but either way, it, it seemed like a long time. Easily. Because when I, when I looked at it, when I, I, I hit the time just to see how much time was left when Big Foley got eliminated to see how much longer that match was going to be. It still looked like it had like 20 or so minutes left. Damn. So, I was like, shit. That match is going to go on for fucking ever. As it did, <laughs> and then the surprise of the night, the father who hated his daughter for marrying Triple H turns on the rock and Forms a new unholy alliance with Triple H and his daughter, the McMahon-Helmsley faction. That basically is like his approval of them getting married right there. God, did that suck. (laughs) And it was all for naught because next month uh... at Backlash, The Rock gets the title. Exactly. It just fuels, it just put fuel in the fire for The Rock, and it added to The Rock being the guy. Holy cow, this, this main event was not bad, but it could have been better. I think if they would have just went the route of Rock winning the Rumble and challenging Triple H at Mania and having a one-on-one match, I think it would have been okay. Right, I agree. But this was the WrestleMania that showed you when Vince wanted to get a lot of people on the card to get that WrestleMania payday. Right. Which is why now WrestleMania is two nights, everybody. (laughs) Look what you've won. The only singles match on this card was Terry versus the Cat. In a 60-second nothingless match. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Out of a scale of 10, what would you give this pay-per-view, Matt? Mm. Five. Five? I'll agree with you on this one. A five. It, uh, you know, the ladder match really brought it up. The triple threat match really brought it up. And the 
the main event really brought it up from a like two that I had it at. Yeah, I'd agree with you. So you know, this wasn't the best WrestleMania, but it wasn't necessarily the worst either. And with that, we are done reviewing WrestleMania 2000. Would you recommend this to be a watchable WrestleMania? Um, I'd recommend watching the three matches that we talked about being good and skipping the rest. Sounds fair to me. Uh, I just want to... <laughs> <laughs> just want to put something out there for everybody. Uh, as of... Today, we will be re- are, uh, accepting questions from TikTok about wrestling. If you guys want to try to stump us on like any wrestling questions, we're going to try to you know, put these at the end of the podcast. And uh, I'd love to see if you know anything when it comes to wrestling, Matt. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'll, do, I'll have fun with it. I'm not the expert. You're the expert. I'm just a fan who happens to like to talk a right. lot. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, at TikTok, at Kayfabe Report. Also at Facebook, at Kayfabe Report. Uh, Instagram, at Kayfabe Report. Same at Insta and TikTok and Facebook for Matt at DJ Hype Train. Uh, as we always end the show with an F. Mary Kill. And I regret this because it is your turn to pick. And I am afraid of who you're going to fucking pick. Hmm. You know, it's fun. These things are great. Um, but I've got to be, I've got to do good ones for you. So let me see. Who's it fun for? We just watched two shit pay-per-views. We learned that Andrade's released. Charlotte might have COVID fucking like, Rhea Ripley challenges Oscar for nothing. Like, what the fuck? How is this going to be good? Hmm. Let me see. We're going to go with... I need to do three. I wonder if I should have done, like, three tag teams. Because then that could have made it really interesting. Go ahead, I don't care. No, I'll make it easy for you. Now, let's go with uh, Schnitzky. Oh, Remember Gene yeah. Schnitzky, right? Made one of the best fucking he was great. segments of Raw's history. Let's go with, so Schnitzky and who did they just get rid of? Oh, the Freak. The Freak. Lars Sullivan that they let go. Oh, God. They were going to call him the Freak. Oh, God. Okay. And Vicky Guerrero. Hands down, I'm fucking Vicky Guerrero. I don't care what you (laughs) fuckers say. I would fuck Vicky Guerrero three times on Sunday. Uh, You know what? I don't care. I will shoot Lars Sullivan in the fucking face and I will marry Gene Stinsky because he will not let me have a baby. He'll punt at 30 yards. (laughs) (laughs) I am perfectly okay fucking a cougar. And there you have it, folks. 
<laughs> who, okay, th- same. She would uh, same just... three. Who would you do? <laughs> I would do the same thing that you yeah, did. Yeah, exactly. Tell you give me one woman out of the whole bunch. You're fucking you right. I'm gonna take the woman regardless of how ugly she is. I'm fucking that woman. I I had to help you out a little bit. I mean, I could have gone the other way and said, I'll fuck Lars Sullivan because he's been in gay porn, so he'll know what to do with me. You know, it. <laughs> there you go. But then I have to shoot Vicky, and I mean, I don't want to put her with her husband this soon in life. <laughs> That's just not fair. But, uh. So yeah, you guys follow us. I had to give you a little opt out. (laughs) Thanks. Appreciate it. (laughs) So you guys follow us on all the social media pages that we have. Please share and follow us on every podcast uh, platform that you guys can, that you find your favorite podcast. We're on Podcast Addict, Spotify, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, and any others that you guys possibly enjoy. Thank you for so much for listening, and next week, I forgot, we gotta get you to pick a number, because these are manias you haven't seen. One through 29, that isn't 16 or 22. 11. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Is it terrible? Undertaker versus King Kong Bundy. Okay, scratch no, that. No, no, why you don't pi- you, you? Why don't you just? You picked pick... it. You picked it. We're watching it. Undertaker versus King. Kong. Dude, I swear to God, if I'm if I'm bored, I'm calling you during it. <laughs> Undertaker versus King Kong Bundy in one match. It was it was the Taker versus Million Dollar Corporation feud. It was bullshit, but it was okay. Um, do you remember a man by the name of Lawrence Taylor in football? Yeah. Okay, him versus Bam Bam Bigelow in the main event of WrestleMania 11. Okay, we need to watch a different WrestleMania. And then, nope, you, you fucking picked it, so you're dealing with it now, motherfucker. And the match before that was Big Daddy Cool Diesel versus Shawn Michaels. Better friend, better enemies. Michaels won the Rumble from 1 to 30. Diesel then enters the ring as WWE Champion. Holy fuck this mat. This mania was not one of the best. Great. And now I have to watch it. You picked it. You deal with it. You lie in your bed, motherfucker. Well, folks, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, we're doing WrestleMania 11 next week with some news. So, it's going to be a fucking fun, diddly fun time. Be kind to people, yes, everybody. This is a tough world we live in. I don't want to say too tough, but, you know. Be kind, be gentle. Don't be a dick, pretty much. Don't be a Karen or a Richard. <laughs> Have a good night, guys.
KWF. Keep wrestling fun. And we will definitely do that when we watch WrestleMania 11.